smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Chancer. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're... I forgot to. We're forgetting to make up a word. I was literally yeah. sitting here going, Shane didn't seem to think of anything. Have he five must have one just like really already. Oh, he did we're, not. We're f- what, what would the, I can't even think of a word. Watching we're, your face was amazing. We're fi- we're forgetting. <laughs> we're filmmakers. We're fans. We're forgetting to make up a word that starts with F. There we go. This is what happens on live on air, guys. Live on air because they're not going to be listening to this two weeks from now. <laughs> Three weeks from now, isn't it? Actually. <laughs> Because we didn't just do three podcasts in a row. I didn't, so I don't know what you two are talking about. Um, we're talking about Shut up, short up. films yes. as an interesting thing nice. this week. But um, as always, we start by asking, what have you been watching? And Josh, what have you been watching? I started re-watching Harry Potter's. Like, what oh, classic. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. So the other day did Plots of Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we did Prison of Azkaban and then... Today did Goblet of Fire. Question. Yes. What's your least favorite one? My least favorite. Mm. Well, like you went straight for the negative. The the thing is, I'm not a particular fan of. Okay, I can see what's going on. This is this is funny. This is <laughs> sorry. We're like doing gestures with gestures. someone who's not on the podcast at the moment. Yes. <laughs> debating Harry Potter. Uh, Do you just... have one that you like? Just don't like. I see. I don't like the comedy they put in the sixth one in the movie. Yeah. So yeah. that's sort of like dwindling for me on rewatches as well. Um, I remember watching the sixth one in cinemas. I'm interested in you because you're the chosen one. I, but am, I am the, the chosen, chosen one. one. I remember right, seeing sorry. the sixth one in yeah. cinemas and that was the first one I strongly disliked. Yeah, I think it's- It made you six. read the books because you didn't read the books. It, no, I had read the first four books and I couldn't get through the first, what was it, 11 chapters before they get into school. I don't give a shit about Harry in the muggle world going to- fucking court i'm like just get to fucking school you little shit it's pro- uh, it's, it's, but yeah the sixth movie was so bad and it's i boston legal but london legal it's london legal <laughs> london legal <laughs> interesting yeah the sixth movie was so bad that i didn't know what anyway, was going what's on your least favorite now three my three number really three. i mm. think it is it's where the style doesn't marry the, the like the form and the content are two separate things purely because and then they reshaped a lot of stuff and it was unmotivated i get that it has been since it debated, uh, not debated, uh, put forward to me by Guillermo del Toro because you know he just talks to me. No, he put this out in like an interview, <laughs> um, and he was like, "Any anyone who hates the third one has to admit that it was the one that segued and let four, yeah, five, six, and happen. seven. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's the only thing I can buy that in. But I, I, I think it's it's also Daniel Radcliffe's worst acting. To date, the bit where he's crying on the stump <laughs> yeah. is laughable. It's so bad. Anyway, sorry. Is that the what one else? where Ron's going through puberty, obviously, or is that Chamber of Secrets? Ron, no, 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 no number two. Oh, Ron's voice is breaking in Chamber of Secrets, but he physically goes through a lot of puberty in number three. Oh, so does Hermione. I yeah, mean, Hermione, this is really, can... <laughs> this is really, really, really misogynistic to point this out. Say it, you pointed it out to me and it's ruined I it for out me. To you, you can, can tell the order that they filmed The Prisoner of Azkaban in because of uh, Emma Watson's physical development over the course of the film is made very apparent the order of which they shot it. That is the very polite way of saying it. Boobs. He's talking about a boobs. Boobs, boobs yes. <laughs> Those things that do right. nothing for me. I, I just wanted to watch Harry Potter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We've turned this into a Harry Potter debate. Have you ever noticed that in the first movie, he straight up kills Quirrell? He grabs his yeah. face. He sees it. He's like, he also doesn't use one magic at all. He never casts Also, one of his eyes doesn't work, oh. and he like winks instead of blinks. <laughs> so classic. Yeah. Did I, did anyway, I anyway what else you have you been watching? I'm gonna go back and watch it. Uh, just the four Harry Potter's. That's it. I don't have time that's for anything I mean, else. Cool. <laughs> that's four good movies. Okay, that's good. Uh, Shane, what have you been watching? Me, I have been watching. I was about to read my old notes. Uh, I've watched. <laughs> I watched a movie called The Endless, which is yes. These independent filmmakers, they've done these really great movies called Spring and Resolution. And The Endless is kind of connected to Resolution in a, an interesting way. But they basically made it on like no money. They start in it themselves. And it's very Lovecraftian, mm. not horror, but there's horror elements to it. It's very Lovecraftian kind of storytelling. Uh, really good. It was a special one night screening that the filmmakers were meant to be coming to, but the cinema lied to me. They, <gasps> they had a pre-recorded message that they sent in and they were meant oh. to watch it behind the scenes, but then that didn't work. So then they sent us a link after the fact and I watched that yesterday and 
yeah, the behind the scenes weren't that great. I'm like, I think mine are pretty good on my own <laughs> film, now available on demand. <laughs> but uh, the movie itself was really good, some clever visual effects, some really evocative ideas. They're very good idea guys. I think Spring is a much better movie though, personally. I think it's a more complete film. But mm. very good indie, low-budget stuff, but high-genre concept filmmaking. Um, I watched... At your insistence, Chancellor, I watched Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. You are most welcome. Chancellor's so pleased with himself. He I really am. Smog face. <sighs> Wish you could see it. I'm his thing is that I don't think it's a terribly made movie. It's just <laughs> incomprehensible <Yeah>. as a movie. <laughs> I, I one of the girls' fathers know. is like a big glob of Earwax. It is the Mushroom Kingdom. He was fungus. It makes perfect sense. It does make sense. Any sense. And one thing I did know watching is that literally all the actors committed so thoroughly. And like some, but sometimes you see them phoning it in or not doing it, or they're just like, they're going. I was going to say, Dennis Hopper legitimately had like these little ticks and stuff that were based on dinosaurs. Like he always had his arms Arms like a T Rex, like and everything. It's amazing, like the amount of detail they went into for Super Mario Brothers. It's also really interesting to see Aunt Petunia, but with her tits pushed up and young, and that was really bizarre. Especially because last week I talked about Killing Eve, and she's a big character in Killing Eve. That actress, she plays like. She plays like the 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 Captain Holt of the team in, <laughs> in Killing Eve, the really stoic, unemotional um, person. And so it's just really weird seeing them too close together because it's just the most over-the-top role in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and, you, and she gets like melted on the wall and she's like a fossil. It's just, it does, that movie make, and like John Leguizamo, he's, he's, He's Italian, but he's Hispanic, and there's like tiny heads on the Cooper things, and then uh, there are the Goombas. And they the Goombas, Goombas, and then everyone likes dancing. There's everyone like hey, it, everyone does like dancing. Okay, that was a valid reason for all such, the dinosaurs. That elevator scene was just <laughs> so. Why are you showing nightmares? Look, because and if the goo could transport a bomb around the entire city, I don't know why it couldn't just blow up. It can't. It can transport things. It can't rotate a little wind-up thing three times and then walk forever. Oh god! It was. It was. I don't know why you made me watch that, but there may be something coming up soon to do with that. If anyone heard our end credit scene from our Marvel episode, yeah. Uh, Well, we meant to say at the end of the credits of that. I just skipped it. Damn. (laughs) Um, and then I watched Unsane. Oh, yes. Which is Steven Soberg's iPhone shot movie starring Claire Foy from The Crown, but she plays a woman kind of falsely kept almost prisoner in a mental institution and then her stalker is there or might not be there. Is she crazy? Is she not? And it's all Mm -hmm. shot on an iPhone. It was good. I I had a weird, a really tonally weird ending but I thought it was a really adventurous film. I had a lot of fun cool, with it yeah. and I got involved with it and her performance as the centerpiece is really, really, really good. I kind of want to go and watch The Crown now because I never wanted to watch it because it just seems like the most boring piece of shit. <laughs> but now I kind of want to watch it. Does sure. shooting on the iPhone, is it motivated for the story? Like- it works. Like It was never distractingly okay. iPhone and he uses the iPhone, the ability to put that camera anywhere in really tight mm. spaces really great there's like a whole extended sequence in a padded a tiny padded cell and yeah. it's really 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 well done did you really notice the um the, the uh the really deep focus that the iphone has no because he plays with it oh, okay, on cool. several times but it works he he it has a the story has a very pulpy nature it really fits the thing you're not noticing that it's on an iphone you know it's like tangerine you forget tangerines mm. on an iphone because it, the way that they filmed it fits the story so well and the same is yeah. absolutely true of Unsane. it's good it has a weird ending but i was really happy that i got to see that cool. movie and happy i saw it on a cinema too cool. um and i saw a re-screening of the shawshank redemption cool mm. God, that movie's so good. Yep. <laughs> um, I noticed this time it picked up on the score a lot more, which I don't always pick up on because it's a really subtle score, but it's a really beautiful score by Thomas Newman. Um, and the cinematography, I noticed how so many sh- shots are, there's a l- lot of long takes that are deceptively simple and there's a lot of 
interesting coverage and the lighting it's so good it's i mean that's a masterpiece in my mind it's it's yeah. in one of my top five of all time so so good um and then last but not least and i bring this up several episodes all the time but I'm officially declaring it. The Good Fight is my favorite show of <laughs> all time. They just did an episode where they tr- went to impeach Trump. They did an episode about the PP tape and they did like a full on, um, cause someone gets a hold of the P tape and they did a full on Pulp Fiction thing. Whenever they watch it, they just show you. I saw that. looking you, you at you it and the like meme the weird on their Facebook, green yeah. light is on their face. <laughs> yeah. Like in, um, like in Pulp Fiction with it. And you yeah, never see great. the PP tape. You just see this sickly green light on their faces. And it is so, the, this show is so, adv- the craft on this show alone, like, forget how the amazing performance, the amazing, the craft in the making of this show is phenomenal. The writing is so smart. The performances are great. Diane, uh, not Diane, sorry, Christine Bransky should be getting Emmys for this, especially the impeach Trump. She got these fucking killer monologues that were so good and so on point, and it is just the best show. It is my favorite show of all time, nice. by and large, and it got renewed for season three. I'm so happy. <laughs> so, so happy. But anyway, that's what I've been watching. Oh, see, this is what happened. Going oh, to damn it. I was Chancer, hoping you forgot about watching? me just so I could mock you but yes um uh, i haven't been watching all that much uh haven't had time i did get a chance to watch the super mario brothers movie of i did a little did. bit of research for reasons unknown oh, also i just wanted a refreshment on the film uh, i've really wanted someone because uh, i don't know if you remember when street fighter the movie came out they made a street fighter the movie the, the game, game yeah where they made the game <laughs> all the sprites all, were based on the all street the sprites fighter. were based on the movie characters yeah. i'd love to see someone make a real Super Mario Bros. movie, the game, where it's a side-scrolling Super Mario game, but it looks like a little Bob Hoskins or a little John Leguizamo. <laughs> that would be amazing. But then all your all your Goombas would not... Are going to be like massive, really giant wonky things that you got to jump on, yeah. That you like got, swing. Can't you just play a, a melody and you then probably could. dance? They could have it on DS and you hum, and if you're humming the right <laughs> tune, they dance away from you. It's oh great. Oh, my God. I've thought this through. Um <laughs> Uh, but I've also been watching uh, Inside Number Nine. Uh, season mm. three just dropped on Netflix. Um, Inside Number Nine is a uh, anthology show by uh, Reese uh, Shearsmith and uh, Steve Pemberton, who are the guys who uh, who are behind The League of Gentlemen, who are behind uh, Psychoville, which is another one of my favorite TV shows. Psychoville. You made me watch the first season. I'm like, what the fuck? Wait, am you I haven't watched season two yet? No, dude. Season two gets so much weirder. But like, I was like telekinetic. Dwarves and, and not even the telekinetic rope, dwarf you think it the is. The rope episode. Yeah, the, the rope episode's so much fun. Like it was so weird. They are really good at dark comedy. And I find that's that's what it is in Inside Number Nine. It's an anthology series that can get really dark and it can get quite thoughtful at times, but it's always got that like their sense of comedy throughout it. Yeah. Um the, the setup for it is that each episode is in a different Number nine, so, so it like could a be number a, nine apartment, number nine house. Uh, there's a um ch- a changing room, number nine. Uh, in season two, there was a um call center where it was desk number nine. Mm. Uh, in season three, there was a, a number, uh, there was a size nine shoe. The whole episode <laughs> was about the shoe. They, they get really creative with the ways they just force nine into the script. They won a BAFTA f- for writing for the show. I think something in season two just recently as well. well I'm not surprised that that show is really great. I feel like season three, uh, they dropped the ball with some of the endings. There were two mm-hmm. really good episodes and then it, the, just the final scene, they could have cut before the final scene and had an ambiguous ending, but instead they have like a closer ending scene that doesn't make sense. Yep. I was like, wait, so that, that means just keep it ambiguous. It would have went way better. This is bizarre. Um, but the show is just endlessly enjoyable. I watched seasons one and two. What season about? one has an episode, the second episode in it's a heist and it's, <sighs> Well, it's completely, completely silent, silent because no die, and it's not because it's like they cut the sound out. It's the guys are trying to sneak around, and a guy's like alone in his house, and so no one talks for the whole episode. It's so it's good. just visual storytelling. Yeah. It is brilliant. Um, but yeah, the uh, what, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so season one and two I watched about a year ago mm. um, with my wife, and to watch season three, she was like, we should just watch it all again. So we finished season three. We're about to watch season one and two again, just because it's really good stuff. Um, And yeah, so now I'm the person talking. Does that mean I segue into our main topic? Maybe. 
Oh, oh, main topic again. I, I just tried to like Contrast slide you into this to, to uh, screw you up, but it screwed me up. I'm uh, letting you no. So short films, short, short films. films. We're shorting about we're shorting about talk films today. Classic talk films. <laughs> talkies, the talkies, the new the new technology and the talkie cinema. Um, I'm not a big fan. I feel like talkies are just a fad. They're going to go out of business. Silent cinema for life. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you joke, but I was listen. I'm listening to a podcast called You Must Remember This. Right. It's all stories about old Hollywood. It's such a good podcast. And there were people who were generally like, especially at MGM, who were fighting for keeping mm. silent cinema because they were like, nah, it's, it's a fad. No one's going to do it. <laughs> um, really good podcast you should listen to. But anyway, why make short films? Good question. <laughs> why do we bother? <laughs> That's all for Mighty Motion. I think you sell enough short films. They're smaller than big films, so you know you can get a lot more money. Some more. <laughs> oh, you know we love the craft, and it's so weird. Um, well, like the the origin. I mean, cinema was short films. That's yeah. where it yeah. started out. Little bite size that, that Kelly gang one that I've never actually seen. Uh, that's the like the, the world's first, first feature, feature film. film. But everything yeah. was short films because they were like a gimmick. They were like mm-hmm. a sideshow thing that you went while you were going to the mall. So not much has changed. Yes, pretty much, pretty much. Um, and that was the thinking, though, with more short films, you could keep people in there. It was They were like, and then you could pay like a penny to go as opposed to the $40 you pay now. Yeah. Um, so there was no need for long form kind of stuff. And that's how you got like the Buster Keaton stuff, the, yeah. Charlie, the early Charlie Chaplin. So you got Georges Millier's stuff was, I mean, his stuff was, because he was a magician, a stage magician, and these were stage magic tricks he could just film and put on. He had headless, he had, takes his head off, he clones himself, he did all these like crazy effects. He, he was the first man who invented visual effects essentially. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, but why should we make short films? <laughs> Such a Both of you are sad. literally in the middle of making them or having just made them. You yeah. have more to talk and about I than that. I still don't know. <laughs> Why did we do this? Showreel material. See, I feel like, yeah, there's yeah. there's several reasons. Showreel material is the big one, especially from like an actor's point of view. That's pretty much all you're going to get when you start out. And from a filmmaking point of view, that's all you're going to be making when you start out yeah. is short form cinema. Well, essentially, it's like testing your creativity and it's sort of you're developing your style and your voice through these. Uh, through through short films or through music videos or through branded content ads or whatever mm. you feel like doing or portraits or something because it's you're flexing your creative muscles and like really trying to find <laughs> your creative voice and it, like, it, your it's like vision. working out with less stakes because if yeah. you try and work out and do like your first thing is a feature going yeah. done fuck up yeah whereas you're able to work on yeah. these smaller things it's much less stakes and, so you're yeah. able to get creative yeah and and it's kind of like. It's almost like practice for doing a feature. Like if, if it's music, it's like um, it's like music. Like you're not playing a whole song; you're doing your scales, and scales can sound beautiful, and they do because mathematically they are. Like literally, there's like whole things about how mathematically scales are like perfect, mm. um, and that's the reason why they sound the way they do. Um, I think you can also they they have value outside of being their own conceived thing, especially now. There's concept shorts for feature films. Absolutely, we that, just saw some at a festival. Exactly. Um, yeah. Last night. Uh, yeah, people were starting to have a growing appreciation of them. Like, yeah. you can really, what you can really do in short films is like. And especially growing. with like the advent of YouTube, short yeah. films have become yeah, distribution again. That's yeah. one of the big things. And Vimeo on demand. Yeah, o- online mm. media, I think uh, short films thrive there. Mm. You, you could say uh, also um, in festival circuits. The festival circuits are very yeah, I've precise, got that very small. Yeah, listed here. Film festivals, especially there are whole short film festivals because you can program a lot more. You can mm. get a lot more filmmakers coming, a lot more people connected to the film coming. You, it literally as a tool to get more people yeah. to pay for tickets, short films are really good because you can program way more than and a feature. if you want to get into a particular genre, you can do a genre short film and then go to those festivals and be like meet those other genre yeah. filmmakers. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah that's they, a good can, opportunity they're very, that. They're simple. They're a lot simpler mm-hmm. than a feature. So you got, you know. Yeah. Um, so what is the challenge of making a short film? It well, depends. Yeah. I, I feel like for me, <coughs> I like to, I, I like writing short form scripts because it, it challenges you to tell a story with a less a, amount of time. You can tell way. a story in an hour and a half, but can mm. you tell a story in five minutes? That's and yeah. that and that's as what, engaging. 
My problem mm. is that because I've pretty much always done that, I can't not tell five minute stories. I'm like, <laughs> you I say that, tell a story. but pizza deliverance was 14 minutes long initially, True. and we got it down to like 10. No, we got it. It was initially uh, 16. We got it down to 14. That's why I kept the tagline and changed it from. Uh, what do you call 15 it? minutes or less? Yeah, now it's 15 minutes or less, specifically because it's 14 minutes. That's clever. <laughs> but does I it work with actual pizza delivery? No pizza delivery does 15 minutes or less. Oh, uh, yeah, we do. Uh, you can pay. Sorry. At Domino's <laughs> Pizza, uh, <laughs> you can pay uh, if you're in a certain area near the oh, store. Yeah, you need I was going to be like a ring minutes. from like the city for one out in, in south. And, oh, you didn't get it to me in time. Um, <laughs> for me, I mean, short films are fucking hard. I think. Mm. Personally, as far creatively, they're harder than feature films mm. for me, at least. Anyway, they're not. They take feature films take more time to yeah. write, to make, to shoot, all of that kind of thing. Well, it depends on who's shooting. Um, I know people <laughs> who are still in post on short films that they started three, four years ago, and you're Jesus. like, Jesus, you talking about me with? Uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't. Well, yes. Who's my editor on that? Look, I even have. I have two films that I never really did anything with but I mean part of that is I had a giant falling out with the producer and so it's complicated if I were to put it out there it would cause problems. Whatever happened was that uh, Flintlock Flintlock, yeah and this other weird improvised political thriller thing where I had so where my gun got taken off by the actual police and so I had someone choked instead. This was (laughs) fun. Zane knows this one because he was in it. Um, (laughs) Do you still have a copy of this footage? Can I see it? Because I know you had probably not copy of Flintlock for a long time. I remember you I I remember back when you were working on the visual effects. Oh damn that's such a bad movie. Um, I was such an idiot. Um, but yeah, I find them hard. I find them really hard to do, mainly because my ideas all go sprawling. I come from like the Robert Altman school, and I love sprawling narrative. And mm. you can't do that in short. You shouldn't do no. that really in short. I mean, there's probably a way to do it, but I don't know. Um, Montage. <laughs> yeah, and to make like a complete short, a short mm. that feels complete, where it doesn't feel like it's missing twenty minutes of stuff. Or, or it's, you know, it's like one idea, you know, it's like a line stretched out, like when nothing happens. Um, and I think the work for making a short film is still so gargantuan. Yeah. Mm. Even on like a five minute thing, it's big, it's big. You're making a film, you st- you just got less shooting days. You still, yeah. every shoot, one shooting day on a short is as much work as one shooting day on a feature film. And that's where I think they become quite challenging. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh what do sh- short films do better than feature films? Well, I was going to say like keep your interest, but that depends on the short film really. Well, then again, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it should be able to uh keep your interest along because you're going to get satisfaction sooner. It should be able to string you along for 5 minutes. If you if you can't string you along for 5 minutes, it probably uh, wasn't worth making. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Uh, it's sort of, yeah, keeping one engaged, but also, I don't know, being, like sometimes they can like have really creative ways of telling a story visually, sometimes better than the feature films or like sometimes mm. they don't have like, sometimes feature films you need like some elements that you're not, like some elements that can compromise feature films, you don't compromise short films so yeah. you can have more room to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think for me, I see them like a really good dessert. A feature is mm-hmm. the main course. Yeah. Um, but we don't always have the time or attention for a full course. Sometimes we just mm-hmm. want to go to the fridge and grab ice cream for dinner, you know. All the time. And uh, I, I mean, that's a weird. Food analogies always make really good cinema analogies, I find, because they're both things that are made for consumption. They exist to be consumed. Um, delicious, I've delicious. The film that's made and never watched <laughs> Like exist. <laughs> and it will remain trash. never watched. <laughs> I've um, seen it. I ate it. Did you when you watched it? Like just like unfiltered? Were you like, oh god? Like what was your? No, action? I can't remember. I remember being impressed with like uh, you had that bit where they she goes and all the things suck out and you had done. I I did a practical. I did it practically. No, I didn't do any string replacements. You didn't do any I string replacements. Had, I had the finest. Thinnest oh, fuck, fishing impressive. line and pulled stuff wow. at, the, and so it's like someone. Okay, okay, that's good. You yeah, say but- she. The actor was male that did that. Wait, what? <laughs> that was. Um. Oh right, yeah. No, it was, sorry. It was who he was fighting. She didn't do that. 
Uh, well, look, it's up. been 10 years or something since I've seen that. Ten years. It hasn't been 10 years. I was, been not, five. I was not 17 when I made that. Um, <laughs> you maybe it. I was like 21. Yeah. Um, Close enough. But uh, I think, like you said, I think short films can be more experimental mm. and doesn't break. And some of the most iconic short films are experimental ones. There's Unchien Andalou. We, have you? Do you know that one? You should know that when mm-hmm. they play it at film schools, where the the, the 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 razor blade comes across and cuts. The oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Match cuts yeah. To the moon. Yeah, the, the Salvador Dali one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's not just Salvador Dali. There's another filmmaker. There's this two. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I can never yeah. remember the other one. Melting clocks. Um, having <laughs> yeah, a And uh, uh, Maya Deren's Meshes of the Afternoon, which they showed us in film in in high school. I remember yeah. when we looked at experimental stuff, and uh, like it's something like Green Eggs and Ham by yeah. one <laughs> award winning award winning short film by Mr. Chancellor Anderson. Um, but Good yeah, no, they can make more experimental experimental choices because it's shorter. The orient the audience can tolerate weirder shit because it's mm. not two hours of this weird shit. Yeah. It's 10, 20 minutes of this weird shit. And then from that, you can then take those visual ideas and turn and use them a little bit more mainstream. Like that, that's what, that's why I, I really liked uh, Josh's analogy of it being like a workout. You're, you're training. If you're making short films, you should at least experiment. Even if you're doing a straightforward narrative, experiment at that point find out what works so when you well, get to the point of doing features you can go like well i already uh tipped my tongue into tomato sauce and dipped it into chocolate and i know it tastes well, good now basically my point of is if you have a simpler story or simpler themes what can you do to make it more interesting yeah like, that think should about more the, the visuals should be yeah just so simple. technically wise like how yeah. can you make it even more engaging through that way though how yeah. can you motivate and, and embellish these simple themes or simple ideas into yep. a grander level through technicality. So yeah. So uh, so what do feature films do better than shorts? Get more money. <laughs> Short films don't make money. I think that's the weird thing is that what? I keep running into people who you are just like, lose money. You yeah. lose money. It's a, it's a black hole. Of money. And you can't really make you can't make money on it. No one sells short films no. regularly. Not on no. you, on Vimeo on demand is the, the only one I know where. It's a possibility of it, but most mm. people won't make back the cost of their film on it. Pixar does. Because oh. Pixar pretty much uses their short films, exactly what we said, to experiment. Every mm. single one of their films at the start of uh, one of their feature uh, presentations is an experimentation yeah. for the next film. For the software for this. Yeah, yeah. so they're like, oh, we're trying out. Because uh, the one right before Finding Nemo was all the water simulation stuff. Yeah. So they're seeing if they could shoot underwater, so they made a short for it. And that's what their shorts always are. They're always experimentations. And then because it's fucking Pixar, they can sell them all on DVD as a huge collection. Wait, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Roll the story is be Pixar. I just have my mind blown. You know that short before Big Hero 6, the one about the dog and his owner who gets loses the guilt and then gets fat? Yeah. That cute little one. Was that for the Life of Pets? No. That wasn't Pixar. That was that's, that's no. Life of Pets is DreamWorks. Uh, oh, fuck. No, no, it's no, Illumination no, or something. Illumination. Yeah, because yeah. there's a minion yeah. in it. Thank God. God damn it. Um, uh, I know before Monsters before, Inc. there was a whole hair. Um, there was a movie with like a whole hair. Before Toy mm-hmm. Story 2, there was the chess piece thing because yeah, they were doing I was literally just saying, skin. so it's called Jerry's Game. And I was yeah. looking up for our oh, top five. Oh, golly. I was looking up the top five and I'm like, I actually remember that. Movie. I remember being really invested in that You, it's clearly one person. And yeah. then in the middle of that short film, you convince there's two people <laughs> and then it pulls you back out. And I was always amazed at the ability of that film to do that. It's because of the realistic skin the they were able to. Oh, but it okay. was the edit. It was the edit that they changed. So yeah. the edit condense the time of him walking between plates mm. between seat and seat um and that's like a really weird lesson in filmmaking but uh, looney tunes would sell their short films all the time and they'd make that's money true. off them and animate animated short films i think are a tad different i mean if they're under a big studio if they're little ones they probably don't make any fucking money yeah you can win oscars for them yeah um be pixar or win an oscar yeah but what else can do features do better uh, nothing. Nothing. Nah. <laughs> fuck features, man. <laughs> theme. They can, oh, sorry. Theme. Theme is always way stronger in a feature. Okay. Yeah. Because you have the time to explore it with enough nuance. Whereas, to me, short films are almost always slice of, slice of an idea. They're like a. Yeah. They're like a touchstone. If it's a comedy, it's usually a setup and a payoff. Yeah. Whereas, dealing with like you mm. can't deal with death in any complex way in a short film 
I yeah. think you can touch on it and you can touch on it in a poignant way, mm. but you can't mm. be complex with it in, mm. in yeah. like um, in the way that uh, up, for example, or inception, I keep bringing those up because they both deal with grief. <laughs> and they're um, practically the same movie. Practically the same yeah, movie. Yeah. They deal with them in both wildly different ways in a way that I don't think is as accessible for a short mm. film to do. And a short film can touch on an idea that's presented within those and still be poignant and meaningful, but the, mm. the breadth of the exploration of a theme is not available to a short film purely yeah. because of the running time. Yeah. And I find like if people do try and do that, it, it comes very rushed and then you, you, you're not invested in the yeah. theme. You're like, yeah. well... You clearly don't know anything about That's grilled amazing. cheese. Yes. I don't know what a theme is. Um, I think grandeur and spectacle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even a high budget short film, something like, um, or something that's big, something like um, uh, Live in Joburg. Oh, yeah. You um, put that next to District 9, and District 9 shits all over it as far as spectacle and grandeur goes, yeah. even though I think Live in Joburg had a better plot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because there was less of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got character with a question mark because I think short films can do character very well. Yeah. But th- taking a character through stuff. Yeah. Exploring how a character reacts in multiple situations. And changes. Yeah. And changes. And moves through a journey. Yeah. yeah. You can't have a you can have a journey in a short film, but you can't have like a proper journey in a mm. short film. It's good. You got to compromise in some places. You can't. Yeah. 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 Um, TV it, it's has pretty much like a point A to point B change. Yeah. Whereas in a feature, you'll have like these sidebars and, Ooh, going yeah, to and here. Yeah, the, 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 the denial yeah. change and then yeah. finally the acceptance of change. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, TV has a lot of character exploration though as well. And I thought, mm. well, that, it doesn't. It's, it's, character isn't exclusive to features. No, absolutely not. Form. Especially since TV uh, is far longer than a movie. Yeah. it has even more chance to explore yeah. characters. Um, I also think the this is this might be controversial is that the authorial voice is stronger in a feature. You have more time to really present the voice of a film, whereas in a short, you're running on. You can't like introduce a whole new way of visually working and then add more to it it's kind of mm. it has to be it they have to they have to be short yeah. and so putting too much into it then defeats the purpose of it being a short film See, the only th- shorts i can really think of be, uh things that are like so obviously you, you a voice the top five oh okay, I was uh, so, like- so things like david finch uh not david finch sorry um uh david lynch his shorts yes. are so david have you lynch. watched them have you watched um my two favorites are Six Men Getting Sick Six Times. Actually, I think I've talked you, about this on the podcast. You've told me about it. I still haven't Six Men Getting Sick Six Times and uh, The Alphabet. Uh, both are bizarre. There's, and then there's that really cool one that he did with like the weird little camera. Yeah. Um, they're cool. They're cool. But uh, yeah, those have authorities, but they're very experimental. And so in, that, in that respect, something like dogs uh, this is getting i feel like our audience will tune out the second have you seen dog star man or heard of dog star man no it's literally just like they've gone and scratched the film and done weird things and bathed it in oh okay no i have heard and of it's it literally then. just yeah. it's just a bunch of imagery of scratches and colors and lines and shapes and things for like 42 minutes oh geez um experimental i'd not stand is it Stan Brackage? Yeah, Stan Brackage. God, I this is how hard they drill this shit into you in film school. Stan Brackage. <laughs> but I've even seen stuff like um um or Stan, no, Kenneth Anger, Kenneth Anger, the filmmaker and the weird gay bikies leather one. That's just it literally looks like if you were to play it today, it looks like maybe like a leave uh, like a just jeans ad um but for leather. Yeah. Uh they they can get really weird, but experimental film I think has a strong voice, but Narrative stuff, it's a lot harder to have an authorial voice. But anyway, bad short and fa- bad thing, things bad short films do. Ooh. <laughs> I think I, r- rush, rushing is a huge thing. And on the other side, dragging. <laughs> yes. Were yeah, you yeah. rushing or, or were you, you dragging? dragging? I feel like I should ask everybody. Were you every... my fucking time? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Uh, like there a... should be a whiplash, but for, for film, film school. Oh. <gasps> That's the Whiplash sequel. Oh my god, we're doing that. We're doing that as a parody or something. That <laughs> okay, is that deal. is a thing. That is a okay. thing that is happening. Um, but yeah, I feel next like, month. <laughs> I feel like that's a huge thing that that people have. They 
they rush things so, so much. Like they're like, oh, I need to get all this story into this amount of time. Or they're like, this is a man going to a fridge. Let's watch him go to the fridge for six hours. <laughs> it's actually only five minutes. It feels like six hours. Yeah, it's like yeah. they they don't find the the perfect mid ground. They're always like, let's yeah. make it too boring. Let's make it too much. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I think another thing is when you see like a feature idea crammed into a short film. Yeah, it makes it. it really rushed. Mm. And they're trying to be so much bigger than they are. I think another one is when they're visually bland. And that's a classic trope. Of like short why? Films. Mm. There is no reason it should be visual band because then it makes it, it's a short film, it comes completely forgettable. Yeah. Completely and utterly. You put in as much of it or, as, or more or greater effort than you should on the field. Like you should always put in like the 110%, no matter what you're yeah. working on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think another thing that actually happens really commonly, and uh, you'll know why I'm bringing this point up, Chance, that um, bad acting is really common in short films. Absolutely. Yeah. I think. I think it's uh, it might be a case because no one is paid. If you're paying people and you've got bad actors, then that's just depressing. Mm. But I also think part of it comes from actors have less to work with. They have less. It's, a tiny, it's five pages. What mm. what can you you need to I be mean, make, well, turning five pages and making it feel like a complete idea that's existed for that's a whole why life. you over rehearse <laughs> and like discuss have have yeah. discussions because not of people they're like oh it's a short film I don't need to rehearse something it's like no. Have discussions, sit them down, like don't overblock I think people, them. People think rehearsal is like you run through the script like in theatre. No. no. It doesn't have to be that. No, you'll be sitting you down talking about it. Get a, Grab a coffee of them, talk about anything tangential related, oh. and then get them to just sort of open up and be like, what are your thoughts? And like, what are this? Like, there's so many ways you can like get mm. actors open up and just have it's discussions. It's about learning how to collaborate with that individual. That's yeah, exactly. what a rehearsal yes. is. That's it's not it about is. setting what you're doing because if you set it in the rehearsal room, you're not going to have it there. I actually heard a really great thing from Greta Gerwig about what she considers directing actors. It's not about hitting a target. It's not about hitting the bullseye on a target. No. It's about opening up a space to explore in yep. And finding and any there's multiple correct answers, quote unquote answers that work. It's about opening that space up and having them feel comfortable enough to do the thing that is right for the film. Mm. The target metaphor went out the window. No, but that's what it's no. Like, I thought still, it was going to be related to targets. No, it's like no, opening no, no. up a space so you can hit the target. And it's like, nah, it's fuck off the target. No, no, no. It's, yeah, suck. it's not a target, and it's not a bullseye on a target to hit because then. There's, they're never. If you're the director, they're never going to hit the thing that you've got in your head because there's no yeah. way you can actually articulate a, 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 an, a, an intangible idea that you yeah. have in your head into words and pictures, which mm. are tangible things. It's uh, literally, it's an idea, a thought, or a feeling mm. is not a tangible thing. So when you're setting that for an actor, they're not going to be able to hit it, and then you're going to get frustrated with them. They're going to be frustrated with you. And I've done this, and I've still done this, even after doing my feature. I felt really bad on my musical short that I was doing <laughs> that with poor, um, a wonderful actress named Charlene Weston. I was doing a musical, and because I was really specific, I'd had this musical in my head for like six years, which is probably the reason why I was still six years ago me directing <laughs> this and giving her a point that she wasn't hitting, and I and it was stressing her out, and it was me being doing really bad at my job. It's, it shouldn't be a target to hit. That, yeah. And that applies yeah. across short films and features. Yeah. But short films, if you fuck up, it's going to be a lot more obvious because yeah. there isn't more opportunities for them to do a better job or more time to spend with them to be able to... Yeah, you're, you're narrowing their, their view and like what they want to yeah. do. Editing, yeah. a, editing around a bad actor is a lot harder in a short film. Yes. Usually they don't have the coverage for me to go, oh, let's not look at their face while they talk because you can tell how they have no they have no subtext. They are talking words. I think I know who you're talking about <laughs> yeah. now. Um I also think um ambiguous endings in short films. We talked about endings last week. Mm. People use ambiguous endings that are really just like the person creating it just kind of like gave up and stopped the film there and then they're like, I'm important. This is creative, I'm clever. Mm. And it's not. They just like very clearly gave up. Yeah. Um Tell also, a complete a story. What? Tell a complete story. Tell a complete story. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also it, it, short films very easily unintentionally fall into cliches because you're dealing with such a short amount of time. You want the shortest route to an idea and that's yep. often a cliche. And you can use cliches cleverly, I think, but it's often not. It's dangerous. They're, they're, it's, it's dangerous and it's it's cheap and it's quick. 
and yeah. nasty. And that's again why short films get bad raps or you don't get noticed. It's just like it's yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. So what are some good short ma- filmmaking tips and tricks oh. and things? I mean. I think we've already said that don't over-rehearse. Uh, don't, well, don't do over-rehearse you, and don't under-rehearse and don't use rehearsal as a Don't rehearsal to get what you're wanting yeah. to get on camera. Use rehearsal no, to feel out. Uh, it, it all depends on the, the actor in question. That's also a big thing. This is a big thing, yes. But if you are like, if they're like, oh, I want to discuss like the script and the subtext and the beats, but not mm. over like perform it now because I want to do it on set or rather be fresh and like yeah. roll over that. That that's what you should do. You should ca- encourage that. That's probably work with the best way, work. especially for short films. No, it's not for everything. Um, no. But then, yeah, listening to your actors. That's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> yep. listen to your actors is a great because they all know if something sounds crap and don't be yeah. like, this is my masterpiece. Oh my god, don't be precious for your script, guys. This is <laughs> yeah. fucking god. Also, this- brevity is the soul of wit. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that is such Shakespeare. Yep. Be brief. Be the the shorter version of your short film is the better version of your short film. Not this forty five minute short film that goes on forever. Yeah. That being said, the ones that always get nominated for and win the Oscars for best short film are literally like thirty minutes or longer. Yeah. That's not it's short. Not, it's not, it's not the one short. that won was like thirty five minutes long. The most recent one, I went wow. to watch it and I was like, I don't have the time for this. <laughs> it was like a yeah. weird animated. No, like it was not good. It was really not good. Yeah. Um, the Academy disagrees <laughs> um a simple setup and payoff yep yep dramatic or comedic mm-hmm. always better in a short film like yeah. that's like it, 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 something needs to be set up something needs to pay off yeah but not too much don't pay off <laughs> don't set up a million things and pay off five of them <laughs> and I've, you've seen short films that do that yeah. i've made short films that do that <laughs> um i made a political thriller called um silent for Trot Fest in 2011. Is this with uh, Daniel Nelson? Daniel Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yes, it, it is. Um, and I tried to put in all, I was like, I can make a political thriller that has no exposition. And of course, the reason why there's exposition in political thrillers is because it doesn't work without exposition, <laughs> as I learned by making it. But that's what I learned. I learned mm. making that film. I learned the value of where exposition should be happening and shouldn't be happening. And as always, I think we bring stuff up. It's always a learning experience. You learn so much yeah. from yeah. doing another and you film. You learn more from your failures than you ever do yeah. from success. Yeah. So don't, don't take them for granted. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. take your experience of working on a short film for granted. Like, um, I think less dialogue, more visual storytelling. Yep. Mm-hmm. I say that I'm literally in the process of writing like a film that's intended to be like 20 pages of dialogue done in like 10, six, six or so minutes. So do as you say and not as you do. That's is correct. <laughs> that's is correct. Yeah. Um, I think be bold. I don't see enough bold short films that are mm. out there. I'd rather see a bold short film that's maybe a bit clunky, a bit rough around the edges, but it's going for something very bold. And bold doesn't mean big. Bold doesn't mean flashy or, or um, spectacle. It means bold. It means a decision that means something to the film or means something to you. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a short, but at the same time, it's a short film, not Schindler's List. Don't get lost in self-importance. I see so many short oh, films. That's impossible to do. Always get lost in self-importance. You that, do. Is, that is all short films are. But no, no, but see, I mean, like, I went to film school and people made a fucking Holocaust movie and they were talking about how, like, they're, like, we're making, like, a really important... I'm like, no one's going to fucking see this shit outside of film school. You're not... This isn't Schindler's List. This isn't actually doing great for humanity. This is your vanity project of trying to prove how... Woke. amazing and woke you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean when I say self-importance. We all think, and you can't make a good film if you don't care about it with every fiber of your being, but keep it about the work at all times. That's my, my big one coming from, I haven't done a short, like a proper short film in a long time though. I'm kind of coming back to it. Oh no, wait, I did Monday morning, the musical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird movie. That was a weird movie. You did three beds before that. That was only a. Yeah. But that was like now two years ago. Oh God. Time flies. What? Yep. Um, the future of short films. What's the future of short films? I, I brought this up last episode when it came to, uh, distribution but like i feel like the online platforms of youtube and vimeo really technically should be opening it up for us um but maybe we're just not good enough to do you think they'll do more short films on like netflix they do have a few on there yeah they do do, especially short docos yeah short short docos are really 
really on there. They're like some of the Academy Award winning mm. and nominated ones are on there. I reckon that might become more of a thing once mm. YouTube either I think, starts I think to go one way or the other. Not for like not holding on its own platform, but like having it as like another option on like a current streaming platform. I think yeah. people will be interested enough to be like, oh, okay, I want to see this. Yeah, this, and this. people and people love short stuff that they can watch yeah. in like a, a, in a short span. I think mm. though it'll be tricky to find, they'll, they'll need to get someone well known to do something like that. Yeah, I yeah. also think um, short filmmaking as a craft is actually becoming more. Um, you see it more in music videos. I, I was going to say video, music videos and branded content. And, are... and it's branded content ads. Is that what you yeah. refer to? Yeah. 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 Like them. Cause they realize that sells stuff way better than uh, uh, Josh. We've spoken about this in class before. Yeah. Who's that freaking guy who they made the vodka ad for? Was it like Spike Jones or something? Oh no, it was, um, Oat Studios, guy District District 9. And they were like, Hey, you know, we're a vodka company. We're going to give you some money to make some vodka ads. And he's yeah. like, sweet, I'm going to make a short film about robots. Yeah. And then and at now, the end it just shows, hey, vodka, by the way. The, yeah. the vodka David Lynch nothing. does all like the Chanel number no. five ads and stuff like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. where he makes all his money from. To, to David be able Lynch to do- is still doing that? I mean, David Fincher? Wait, who did you say? Lynch. Wait, Lynch is doing David that? Lynch does ads for perfume and that's stuff like amazing. that. That's amazing. Because he's like, that's where I make the money from. And that's that's the pro- but that's why he's very anti-product placement in his narrative. I say narrative. Mm-hmm. In his- He's in just his trying to get away from it. Creative nightmare escapes. Yeah, in his nightmare escapes. And I think the, the ad people know that short films are more watchable. People respond better to it. Yeah. That's why you're seeing a lot of it in YouTube. A lot of like the vlog that are really an ad for a travel company <laughs> because the vlog has just been paid to go on a trip to some like yeah. the Greek islands for a week. Um, and you're seeing that. They, they're yeah. realizing that the form is sells stuff better than just a thing that says, hey, buy this product. Mm-hmm. Um I wrote Netflix question mark. So we sort of about that. Um, shorts before features. I wonder if that's going to come back as the thing because they I would still love do it. That to be a that thing. would be so cool, especially like actual narrative. But most people don't want it. Mm. They don't want it because they haven't done it. I mean, yeah. they, they love it. They love it on the animated ones. Yeah, exactly. They love, love the Pixar ones. Yeah. They love the Disney ones. Why don't we do it in live action ones? I know it's weird. I like I like the idea of them doing it. Um, they do it at some film festivals. They'll play have their feature presentation. They play a short film that's also in the festival beforehand. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and I love that. I think I wish that was a more prominent thing. Maybe more if more we get to boutique cinemas in the future or something like mm. that when it becomes more of a rare. Well, thing. hell, you know what? When we start making, oh my god, I just realized who did it. Who? Uh, the the um series of for, uh, unfortunate events. I was about to say they should make, like, a, a, a filmmaker should make a feature film and they just put a short film at the start and distribute it that way. And they did that in a series of unfortunate events. There was a little elf guy at the start of the thing and then he dies and then he oh, like, yeah, keeps yeah, on coming yeah. back in yeah. the actual movie and it's just, it's just connected for no reason. Really? You don't remember this? It's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. I'm getting cues like from that, that, behind me. Yes, it like was the, a thing and I'm not yeah, crazy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting. I like with distribution last week, it'll be interesting to see where short films go in the next five to 10. Yeah. But, so. Yeah. Anyway, that's a good point to end that. Cool. Um, now we'll go on our top five now. Uh, and top five short films. I thought this would be interesting because we're probably going to get some really weird answers because mm. there's some short films that people know, some short films that people don't know. Um, I don't have honorable mentions because <laughs> it's very hard. But who, do yeah. you got one of you want to go first or? I don't want to go. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. You're going to go with I'll me. Go. No, oh, go you shame, go shame, go shame. Okay. Go me? okay. Uh, top five. Number five. We'll probably put links to these ones in the, the show notes for this episode. Some of these right, are really yeah. interesting and they're all online and stuff like that. And uh, number five is a film called One Minute Time Machine. Oh, yeah. Okay. It well, I've is seen that one. superb. Yeah. It's it's a setup and it's a payoff, but it's an unexpected payoff and it's funny, it's clever, it feels bigger. If you find this one online, it's really, really, really entertaining. Uh, number four, this is this is getting weird. Uh, this will get weird. This is a movie called The Heart of the World by a filmmaker, Canadian filmmaker named Guy Madden. It's a, it's mm. a silent film done in the old school style of those classic silent films about like an adventure into the center of the world where there's like a some like a, a lady gets stolen there. It's it's an experimental, slight narrative, it, silent film, and it's really good. You've got to watch it because it's fucking amazing. They made us watch it in film school. Blew my mind. It's really yeah. really good. But most people don't know it exists because he's done some really weird. He did a movie called My. Oh God, 
it's weird. He's a weird filmmaker, but it's called The Heart of the World and really, really good. And it's got a really great piece of music underneath it. Um, number three is a film called Genre by Don Hertzfeld. It's an animated film where there's this rabbit and the animator is playing with the genre that the rabbit is in. And it was basically like a, a deconstruction. Don Hertzfeld is a very well-known animated short filmmaker. He's been nominated for the Academy Award and stuff like that. He's had some stuff that went viral just recently. But genre is a really cool one, and that was first that was his first one I saw. Number four, uh, number sorry, I got, I got, my numbers go five, four, three, four, five. I don't know why. <laughs> two number two cool. is a trip to the moon by Georges Milliers. Yeah, cool. Yeah, classic. I mean, we're still referencing that in one way or another in all of our blockbuster cinema. Um, it was uh, like the first big blockbuster. It was like it was a first visual effect visual extravaganza. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the first blockbuster though. There was a Buster Keaton movie. Oh, that really? was like not Buster Keaton. I think, uh, oh, I think it's Buster Keaton. I was just listening to it in that, um, you must remember this podcast. But anyway, and then my number one, it's a Looney Tunes short film called Duck Amuck. Beautiful. And Edgar Wright has listed this as one of his thousand favorite movies of all time. This is the one you'll know the one. It's where Daffy Duck is arguing with the animator yep. of the mm. short that he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking good. I love it. It yeah. is such a good film. It is perfect and it is hilarious and it is amazing and it's just a great film, period. I'd put that on my list of thousand favorite films because it's meta, but it's also got its own story and it's 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 really, really good. It's got a great twist. It's a setup and a payoff as well. Uh, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, Josh, do you? Yeah. Yep. Right, would you go, Josh? Cool. Um, so yeah, this was, was really hard. Like, cause like I did, didn't do any honorable mention because there's, there's a lot of short films around though. Also, I'm very busy. So my list is like, okay. Um, so number five is a trip to the moon. Cause like, it's yep. the first one I watched in screen history. Yeah, you can't deny that. Um, number four, I brought up before though. I can't remember the name of it. It is that, um, Disney one with the cute little dog and the couple yep. at the start. Yeah. Beast? Feast. 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 That's the one. That's it. Yeah, I got support. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's a beautiful little cute film. It made me cry. And then I watched Big Hero 6 and I cried even more. So cool beans. And number three is Possibilia by the Daniels. I have not seen this so one. So this is actually inspired one of my own branded content ads, our choose your own adventure. It's basically a couple um have an argument or like it's just it's just the entire day in these couples' lives that you could choose and there's around like forty or so different options per each beat. So there's like there's a lot of like it's really beautiful. I'd even put their music video for Turn Down for What as a good short film. Yeah. <laughs> I I would yeah, or Pigeons. Um, that one, and what, what's my, the roller uh, the skate dog one? Skate dog, I can't remember. Where, where they like they're like running with a the dog. They throw the dog <laughs> down. They skateboard on it. Of what? Yeah, it's a really bizarre. I was also I, gonna I, put it on a music here. video or a short film. I don't. No, know. I was also gonna put on here Happy Holidays. That one where they take presents. Come <laughs> <laughs> back. Um, so number two is another Daniel's one. It's Pockets. Yeah, yeah. Pockets one? was no. my next. Pockets. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's basically they can like go into each other's pockets and then end up fighting like a homeless man in his pockets and he's like oh I'm gonna God. grab your girlfriend and he's just like ah I need to see these guys wasn't like uh, he eating a hot pocket he was yeah 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 um, I'll link I'll link okay. you to website I'll get all the links for you guys yeah. cause yeah. I need to put them on the yeah the I'll link notes. you to website that has a lot of stuff and number one is which is now being made, made into a feature film is Fonda Road by Jim Cummings from College Humor yeah Um. so this is about a cop at his mother's funeral and he sings and it's like, it's a all done on one take and it's about his grief over his and mother's. he sings? He, he sings um, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. Like his uh, mother's right, right, favorite right. song, but it's like really darkly humorous and like tragic because like, and it's like really awkward and sad, but like it's very beautiful and poignant film. So I think that was a really cool one. And now they're making it into a feature. So, and I heard the feature. Is he just going to sing rave. that song on repeat? No. Yes. <laughs> no I would I watch that. I would watch it too, but I heard it's like really good. So there's a mic. Cool. Story. So um, I also haven't had much time. I mean, I just came from work. I'm living off no hours sleep. I know. Man. Um, you got pizza so, deliverance on there, right? Uh, number five no, is no. Um, I don't watch enough of them. Uh, yeah. 
Number four and three are both blank because I don't not watch enough of them. Number two is uh, Eagles are turning people into horses. The movie. Oh my god! Why didn't I think of that one? Right. I was I expecting you to because you you showed me this because they're a, a, they were a sketch group on were they a sketch group? Titanic. They, um, they've done like they trained at um, at the, the New York uh, the same place Tisch School of the Art. The the one that. Scorsese learned that. Yeah. And this was their graduate film. And what it showed me was just how far you could go with a short film as far as comedy goes. Yeah. Have you seen this one, Josh, haven't you? No. Eagles are turning people into horses, the movie. (gasps) It's a short film that just, the joke just gets another layer and another layer and another layer. It's like, you know how Family Guy, some old classic Family Guy would take a joke and then they'd take it to the stopping point, then they would keep going and then they keep going so far that then it hits a new level of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, that's Eagles are turning Great. people into horses, the movie. When I saw the list, like that was the first thing I thought of. Why and the it's fuck didn't I Still put the on only there? one I thought of because number one. Put all of their stuff, all of Britannic stuff. I love, um. Well, well all of those are sketches. Whereas this was a, I mean, Duke uh, sketches count as a short film. That's kind a, of, the I band. guess. Yeah. What's the one that they did where it's like the the reviewing diners, but it's just an excuse to him to have you seen any of Britannic stuff? No. <gasps> well, they, they they were the ones who had the um uh coming out of water is sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming yeah. out of water is sexy. No, <laughs> they, they, they oh, all yeah, yeah. come out of water and then Nathan Fillion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, number one is uh, it's actually one I only saw recently. I saw it last night at this film festival. It's called Pizza Deliverance. It was wonderful. <gasps> so no, funny. Funny. Uh, no uh, I actually only thought of it. It was Pizza Deliverance, but I thought of it when I got all excited about the Disney ones. It was, uh, I think it's called Paper? Paper Man. Paper Man, Paper yeah. Because yeah. Paper Man was really I was going to put that, I left this... all the Disney ones because I'm like, I wonder if these guys are going to know many short films, so I'll leave the Not Disney at all. ones So off. thank you for being a, a pretentious wanker, Shane. I appreciate it. <laughs> the Heart yeah. of the World by Guy Madden. <laughs> <laughs> but Paper Man, it, just the uh, the style of it, that animation style, and it was to set it was up- CG, It was done in CG, though, which was mm. pretty amazing that it's made to- It's like this really perfect blend of hand cell- Cell animation Old school, meets school. Yeah. CG. It, if I remember correctly, they were doing that to test it out for Frozen, um, but they didn't end up doing Frozen that way. And I think they're still they're like still like playing with it and wanting. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait for them to do a feature film like it would that. Be gorgeous. Yeah, yeah be absolutely. absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it is a little fun story. It's like every Disney short, but just that style of animation, yeah. I am really excited to see in long form. Yeah. I don't watch it. enough shorts, guys. Steamboat Willie. I was. I sh- yeah, I should have. You know what? Steam Number three, Willie. which was blank, is now Steamboat Willie. It's a classic. No. And then she gets the cow, and then she turns the cow's mouth into a record player. <laughs> classic, like we always do. They're you like know, joint. A- there's a. There's. I haven't seen it. I've got it on my YouTube. Watch. There's a seven-minute short film called "Swing You Sinners!" Exclamation point. Oh, and it's this bizarre. Yeah, yeah I've looking, seen that one. I, it's on my list to watch. I've got a couple of short films that have come across that are like look really cool, and I've added them to Send my me like, links. Letterbox. Mm. I, I, I should have put the uh, David Lynch ones on there. What's the one with the rabbits called? I don't know. The one with the rabbits. rabbits. Is it called rabbits? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, maybe. Let's call it David no, Lynch rabbits. rabbits. Short film. <laughs> That's, it's very bizarre. Um, just a really interesting yeah. way to well, do it. Well, if you are interested in any of those short films, there will be links in the show notes and, and we'll put them up and have a look at them because short films are really interesting and you don't have to sit down for two hours to watch it. So. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and also check out the website Short of the Week for a lot of Short good of the Week. Yeah, yeah like you can find some short films of like great filmmakers. Christopher Nolan, yeah. you see his short film uh, Doodle. No, no, Doodlebug is uh, no, I forget. it is Doodle. Timber- it is Doodlebug. What was mm. Timber? Oh no, Tim Burton's is Frank and Weenie. Yeah, Frank and you Weenie. You can find um, In God We Trust is Jason Reitman's short film. There's a really interesting short film that won Sundance, and it's literally like. I mean, this is really gross. The guy jerks off in the shower, but then it goes down the drain and there's like a sink, mont- like a drain Oh my thing God, that's been a nightmare birth. I've had. It's really, <laughs> I can't remember what it's I remember called. when I was working in theater, I had this whole philosophical discussion about what would happen if like there's like your sperm mutates into a monster and then it knows what you did to it. You just flushed it away. Oh man. 
It's there's a short film about that. Um, Jesus. Cool. Send anyway, it my way. Um, I will. I will cool. put a link to the show notes. There. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you want to catch us on Instagram and Twitter, we're on. We're at Picture Rangers, and you can email us. You can email us questions and stuff because I did check the email and no one has sent anything yet. Oh come so, on! No. Be the first one to send us something at motionpicturerangers at gmail and you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. You can hassle me on Twitter at that's and that's Katie or Capson Instagram at underscore that's and that's kid. And you can only find me. I like that we're sat in this way because it goes Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, just Instagram at thechancellor.com. I'm the glue that holds us together. There's no yeah. dot com, just well, the chancellor. Thank you all for listening, guys, and we shall see you again next week. Adios. Bye. Dot com. Bye.